Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Are you tired of investing your time and your energy into relationships that go nowhere and you know deep down the common denominator is you. You have awareness that whatever you're doing right now in relationships is not working, it's not serving you, and you are ready to take ownership of this area of your life and finally learn how to embody a securely attached, confident woman who can attract a great relationship. If that's you, I have a very special invitation I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. This is a program designed to help you no matter your attachment style, no matter your relationship past, it will help you move to secure attachment so that you can show up confident, you can communicate well, you can navigate any kind of conflict, and you can create that relationship that you've always wanted while simultaneously having high self-worth and high levels of self-love. If that's you and you know that in 2022, you are ready for a great relationship and you're committed to getting there, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, DR Morgan Coaching. And the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited. So go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self worth and great relationships. Welcome, everyone, to a very special episode of the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. We have Chloe Veach with us. Welcome, Chloe. So excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to get into conversation. You're the woman to talk to about relationships, and I can't wait. Yes, it'll be so good. I want to give a little intro. Um, I'm sure a lot of you know Chloe but let's just break it down. So April, 2020, Essex born Chloe became lockdown famous when too hot to handle. I know y'all watched it too hot to handle the Netflix series. She started went viral around the world. The reality dating show that penalized contestants for any physical contact quickly outpaced the channels. Love is blind for worldwide views and made Chloe who left the show still single as a breakout star rocketing from 6,000 Instagram followers to an eye-watering 1.8 million. The show still sits as the channel six most watched show worldwide. And in the wake of Too Hot to Handle Success, Chloe, now 23, has also starred in The Circle, also on Netflix, as well as a number of UK TV projects, including Eating with My Ex and most recently Celebrity Hunted. 
which she partnered with drag race winner, the Vivian. Chloe has guested on chat shows around the world from Ellen in the US to Steph's packed lunch in the UK. In spring 2022, she filmed a new TV project, which will be announced soon. Chloe, you are a busy woman. I love it. Wow. I mean, hearing you say all of that just really opens my eyes because I think it's natural in today's society to constantly doubt yourself as a woman and to be like what am I doing with my life and like all these pressures of the world and Instagram just Mm -hmm. makes you doubt yourself and your self-worth and like I need to pay you to be my personal hype woman because that that made I will do it, you know, to be totally transparent. And that's what this podcast is, right? Like, let's get vulnerable mm-hmm. from the moment that I saw you on too hot to handle. I was like this girl, I, I, I've always loved just how authentic you are and real and yourself so Aww. yeah, I'll hype you up anytime you want. You just let me know. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's one thing I just adore about you, Chloe. Um, and I want to get into it later. I I really just want to talk to you about radical self-confidence, main character, Mm -hmm. energy, owning your story, like all of that. You're so amazing at that. Um, but I just want to start out with like, tell us about you. Like how, how did you get here? Like give me a little Give me a little Chloe life journey story, if you will. Do you know what? It's actually crazy when I say it back because I was a teenager who had no idea what I wanted to do in life. I always got in trouble for talking when I was in primary school and high school. Mm -hmm. Um, I had failed all of my GCSE qualifications and it got to a point where I just thought I'm just going to be a waitress for the rest of my life which is fine that's all I knew I worked in a fish and chip shop I worked as a personal assistant a sales assistant like just kind of scattered from from job to job really just not knowing what I wanted to do and then I was 18 years old when my mum actually put me forward to top model UK so it's a charity based event and hundreds of people were there and I ended up winning the editorial category and they sent me to, to South Korea I had no previous modeling experience. Uh, my mum literally just pushed me into it. And I'm so glad she did because the people that I met through modeling were the people that actually worked for the production company that came up with the idea too hot to handle. And they rang me and they said, Chloe, we think you would be amazing on this new TV show. We can't tell you what it is or what it's about or what platform it's going on. But what we can tell you is we would love to have you on it. And at the time, because I've got ADHD and I've got severe dyslexia, my mum was kind of worried me going into TV. She was like, Chloe, I just, I don't want you to get any hate. I don't want you, because I used to get bullied when I was at school. I was really self-conscious about my appearance. My body confidence was like zero. And I looked like a boy. I had no boobs, no bum. And I was so skinny and I struggled to put on weight when I was younger. And my mum kind of gave me the confidence and also showed me the real truth 
to when you go on TV, you're going to have to grow a thick skin. And I'm so lucky that I had her because I went on to Too Hot to Handle and then it just spiraled out of control from there. Mm. And that's why I honestly believe that if you're just a genuinely nice person and you're kind to everyone in your path, everything will always map out the way it's meant to be. So if there's anyone on here that's listening and you're unsure about what you want to do in your career or where your life's heading, you're always going to end up in the place that's meant for you as long as you live your life mm. trying to be happy and grateful and kind to others. We but are starting out. We are starting out deep, Chloe. I love it. I know, honestly, I just, that's my story. And it's not been, there's been ups and downs. There has been ups yeah. and downs with like my mental health, coping with like becoming famous in lockdown. Yeah. Chloe, I mean, I just want to acknowledge you. Thank you for being vulnerable with us. And I know there's people listening who see you online and they go, what? Her life seems perfect. Like mm -hmm. I would have never guessed that she would have had body image, you know, concerns or mm -hmm. fears or bullying. And for you to open up and share that, I think it's so powerful for people to know, like mm -hmm. no matter what somebody seems like, we can all connect to different struggles in life and, and look at you that you have taken this platform and just made it work for you and mm -hmm. been authentically you and said, yeah, I can have a thick skin and I can show up and make an impact, you know, mm -hmm. and have fun, have fun doing it. I think when I think about you, I go, she has found a way to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, I think that's so underrated in the online mm. world. Cause you and I know it's like, there's all these like facades and how people seem. Mm -hmm. You are so genuine and there's this, energy of like you're really actually enjoying yourself oh thank you I mean I try to I do try to and listen I have times where I'm on full-on meltdown mode like I have bumps in the road like everyone else I can be like where there's highs there's lows 10 times lower and I can go to a movie premiere get my makeup done and fill a million dollars and then I've still got to come home on my own mm -hmm. in my flat, isolated, thinking, right, um, what next? And it's that constant pressure of needing to be someone that I'm not to get where I want to be. But actually, all I need to do is just be myself because that's how I got here. And my dad, when I first come off of Too Hot to Handle, I just lost myself. I really lost myself because I thought that I had to be a certain version of myself all the time. And actually, people just wanted just to see me in the rawest form. I didn't need to get my makeup done every time I went on my Instagram. I didn't need to edit my photos as much as I did when I first come out as an influencer because that's what this industry made me feel like I had to do. I have to edit my boobs to look bigger. I have to edit my bum to look bigger. And actually it's unrealistic and no one can relate to that. And no, I don't live a perfect life and I have meltdowns and stuff, but I feel like everyone does. And I do try and talk about it on my Instagram quite a lot because a lot of my following is like 16 to 24. So like quite the younger audience. And I don't want them to, to look at me and to feel like, why don't I look look like that? Or 
why don't I have that many followers or what can I do to be that girl? No, honestly, I just try and be as authentic as I can, genuine as I can, give as much advice as I can just to help anyone out there that is struggling. This is so important what you're sharing. And, you know, I think about, gosh, when I was in high school, um, we didn't really have Instagram, you know, it was like the, the MySpace top eight. Maybe you remember Mm -hmm. that, Chloe, I don't know, but like, I would have really benefited from someone just being open and raw and honest about their journey. That would have actually been so helpful. So I love that you do that, that you are one of those people online who shows the whole journey and not just the highlight reel. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm so curious. So once again, like I love your radical confidence, main character energy. Do you feel like being authentic and just being yourself is what helps you come across that way or what, like what helps you show up so freaking confident? Oh my God. I'm just an absolute nutter. (laughs) I'm unapologetic to who I am as a person. Yeah. I'm not going to dull my sparkle for anyone. Like if I walk in a room I don't want to be the loudest or the prettiest or the best dressed. I just want to be myself. If I'm walking into a room or, for example, if I'm on a date with someone, I'm just myself. I'm never thinking, oh, I hope he likes me or I need to act a certain way for him to like me. Yeah, I'm just myself. I don't know how I got to that point. I really don't. I think when I went on Talk to Handle and the followers started creeping up, that helped my confidence a lot. Because um, then I thought, oh, people actually like me. But it's a sad world we live in. Like, for me to like to gain confident, confidence through followers is just crazy. Because that yeah. confidence is always in there. <clears throat> I just didn't know you how know- to bring it up. And I would say, I mean, Hey, you and I know there's people who go on those shows and they don't have that experience. And I personally think that people are so drawn to you because you are authentic and Mm -hmm. we really are our most attractive when we are our most authentic. Right. So Mm -hmm. I really think that that's, that's such a huge piece of why people love you so much. You're just you, you're so real. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I try to be. I try to be to be as real as I can, and I'm I'm grateful that I've got a good support network around me, like my friends, my family. Like there was a time where I was wearing like I was caked. The reason why I'm wearing loads of makeup now is because I'm going to an event after. But other than that, like I never wear makeup ever and if I ever feel myself slipping back into my old ways of trying to be perfect my mum will say to me Chloe you're seeking validation in other people or Chloe you're obsessed with your Instagram at the minute take a week debrief or they'll like notice certain behaviors like am I being codependent on my friends or men because when I feel sad And when the highs are high, but then when the lows are low, I'm also like, well, hang on a second. I'm now using men Mm. to make myself feel better and I shouldn't do that. So I feel like after coming off TV and being confident and being myself, being authentic and getting the followers, I also have to watch my character defects because I'm like, well, 
what do I do when I feel sad? I love this conversation so much. I I adore you. Yes. Let's talk about this. I mean, okay. So you have people in your life who you trust. Mm -hmm. I always think about like, there's all these people who are going to have opinions about us, but there's only a few people whose opinion actually matters. Yeah. Have those people in your life to help keep you accountable to who you really Mm -hmm. are. Yeah. That's where I was going. Long story short, that is what I was trying to say. (laughs) It's great. And I think, you know, we all need those people. And sometimes, you know, we don't have those people naturally. And that's where coaching comes in or, you know, therapy, et cetera. But we need those people that we can trust to be honest with us. Mm. So I love that you have that and you have that support and you have those friends and your family. Um, Let's just talk about codependency with men, you know, as a, as a relationship expert, you can't mention that and then not have us talk about it. So like, let's talk about it. Like where, like, where do you think that comes from for you? Um, I don't actually know deep down. Um, (laughs) I just, I'm all in when I'm in a relationship like I want to get married and have kids with you within two weeks of knowing you because I'm such a in the moment person that yeah. if I'm feeling like there was a funny story, right? So I went out with my friends and we were at a bar and there was a guy there and he was really good looking and he was showing me some attention. I thought, okay. And I, within 10 minutes of knowing him, I invited him to Paris and booked flights to Paris and he didn't message me back. So I'm very extra when it comes to men and I feel like that's just a part of me and that's what stems my codependency because I'm just like, well, can you tell me why you think I'm like this? <laughs> Chloe, I'm like, girl, I'm going to hook you up. We are going to do some coaching. Like, let me just like coach you, you know? Um, I mean, there's so many things, right? Like one of the things I talk about is attachment styles. Have you learned mm. about attachment styles at all? No. Okay. Well, we should talk about it for sure. Like, I definitely want to help you with it, but what you're describing kind of sounds like anxious attachment. Mm-hmm. Which, which also, here's the thing about it. It's like you are overgiving. Have you ever been yeah, told that? Are you like really generous? Yeah. Always people pleasing. Yeah. Yeah. My dad, my dad used to say to me, because this goes right back to when I was at primary school. I've noticed certain patterns in my behavior. Um, like I. I try and buy my friends. So instead of spending all my money on myself, I'll go out and spend on my friends and be like, what do you want to wear? Or do you want me to get your nails done or buy them drinks, buy them food? And when I'm with a guy, I'm like, let me book this holiday or I'm an independent woman. Let me pay for this dinner. And it's almost like I'm seeking that validation again. It's like, I want him to know that I am self-reliant and I want him to know that I'm independent. I think that comes down to being in a toxic relationship a couple of years ago with this guy who was extremely narcissistic. And we went to see a couples therapist and he is a sadist. And she told me to just stay away from him. Um, 
but he, I was poor at the time. I didn't have any money before Too Hot to Handle come out and he had quite a lot of money. So he would pay for everything. And when we broke up, he chucked it in my face and was like, well, you're just a sponge. You took my money. I paid for this. You paid for nothing. And that's really affected me. So now, because I am earning money, I want to show guys that you're not in control. I'm in control. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of sabotages you from allowing yourself to receive from Mm. someone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, let's, let's coach you, Chloe. (laughs) I mean, you know, I can relate to that. One of the reasons I even started what I have now is, um, I was in a relationship with a narcissist and at the end of our relationship, Chloe, no joke, he literally sent me spreadsheets of all the money he had spent on me. Yeah. So like that is classic narcissist, throw it in your face. Like, and what sucks is when we carry that with us into future relationships, it's like this baggage that then is getting in the way of a really healthy, great relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Like I always talk about, we want to wipe our relationship slate clean so that we don't have emotional carryover from those past relationships. I struggle with that. I really struggle with that because it's that fear. It's that fear of not learning the first time because we can gain experiences and life lessons through past relationships, but how do I not carry that over to the next relationship without it being toxic. Yeah. I had to figure that out too. And that's what I dedicated my career to. And that's what I help women (laughs) do. Cause girl, I was the same way. It's like, okay, this is never happening for me. Like I was 25 and I said, I'm never going to be in a great relationship because I kept repeating. So then I said, I have to figure this out. Mm -hmm. That's what I do now. I help women with that. So no, no joke. I'm like, I'm getting (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. Cause you know what I want to ask you? Like, do you have any idea what your ideal partner would be like? Like, can you tell me like, what do you really want in a relationship? What do I want in a relationship? I want someone that idolizes me. I want someone that just looks at me and I can tell that his energy is like pure with me someone that has a good moral compass someone that's family orientated that wants an, uh, their own family someone that thinks before they speaks someone that thinks before they act someone that is emotionally intelligent in terms of how to respond to certain situations and i i don't want someone that's very quick to anger someone because to be with me babe you need to be bloody patient because I'm not the smartest so if I'm with someone in a relationship and they're impatient we're just not gonna work I understand that you have so you have so much clarity I love that I think that's one of the things is you have to develop that clarity and then it's all about removing the barriers and not repeating the patterns because what's so interesting, I'm sure you know this, but we have our unconscious mind, right? And we have these patterns and things we believe to be true 
about love and about relationships. And then that impacts who we are attracted to. Yeah. So in a, like in a room of 100 people and there's one guy that's like your emotional normal type, like you're going to be attracted to that one guy out of a hundred good ones. Mm-hmm. Cause that's your relationship blueprint. Like that's the template. So break that. That's, that's what I, <laughs> yeah. So I developed a framework for that and, and I did it because that's what I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it just to tell you is a lot about releasing the past, mm-hmm. fully understanding the patterns and then rewiring your relationship belief system. So about relationships and then your beliefs about yourself and then learning to embody the securely attached woman. Mm-hmm. So for you, that would, that would be that place of allowing yourself to receive love, being mm-hmm. confident in communicating boundaries, being able to navigate conflict, right? Just embodying that securely attached version of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to embody it from now on. Yeah. I'm going to do some work on myself. We're going to work together. Let's do it. I'm like so down. I would love Let's, it. I, Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> okay. Um, we did not plan this. This is like totally unplanned. Chloe, I, I want to ask you, I just want to like pivot a little bit. Um, are you dating right now? Like what, like, what does that look like? Right. So basically I started, cause I'm not a dater. I don't date. I just meet someone and then I'm like, he's the one. And then I get into a relationship straight away. However, I recently started dating someone. It was going really well. And then I had to end things because it was just, yeah. Wasn't a bit of me. She gave me the hand moment, the hand movement for those of you listening. She's like, it was just. <laughs> no, <laughs> not, not, I'm not settling. It wasn't the right relationship for you. And you, mm-hmm. you got enough, you got enough clarity. It sounds like early on that it wasn't the right relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't like f- how you felt in it. There was red flags. Yeah. I mean, there was just, I used to be so shallow so shallow so for anyone listening it's like do not feel bad if you just like looks at the moment because that's that stage will pass because <laughs> I've been in that stage where I'm like is he good looking is he six foot five does he have perfect teeth and now I know that there's more that meets the eye in terms of personality and moral compass and stability and with this guy that I was dating he was an older man 39 And he was financially stable. He had his own business, really good business mindset. Um, But there was other complications. So bursts of jealousy, not wanting me to speak to any other guys, just as friends or Mm. just not like if a guy looked at me in public, he would get angry. Controlling. Controlling jealous insecure and it started to change the way I acted around him because I then went into introvert I was like right okay I'm closed off now because I'm scared I'm going to say the wrong thing and I'm scared I'm going to do the wrong thing because I don't want to get told off because I seek validation I want to pat on the back 
And actually, no, I don't need to be closed off. I don't need to seek validation from someone that gets jealous and is insecure. So I just thought there's too many red flags that I just can't ignore. And it was hard. Really liked him. But I just, I deserve better. And I can't settle for anything less than what I know is right. I love that you shared this. Thank you for being vulnerable. And I agree with you. I always tell people the right relationship for you is just going to make you more of who you are, right? Like mm-hmm. it's a multiplier to help you be more of you. You're not going to feel like you have to change who you are. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That was the right decision. It sounds like a tough one, but the right decision for you. So now you are focused on you currently. Single. I'm single. And I feel like I definitely need to go into the dating world and just date for a little bit and just go on a couple dates a week, meet a few different guys. Because I feel like in order to break that pattern of the same guys I go for, I need to step outside of my comfort zone and like go on a few dates with a few different people and kind of find out what I like. Because how do I know what I like without going out and actually trying it's like when you go into a chocolate store or a candy <laughs> shop, you have to try before you buy. Yes. yes. And I always say, you want to really tune in. How do I feel with this person? Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of being so tuned into, oh, do they like me? What are they thinking? You want to say, well, how do I feel? Do mm. I feel how I want to feel when I'm with this person? What are they bringing to the table? Yeah. Because mm. we know what we're bringing to the table. Yes. And yeah, I love that. Good. Well, I'm here to support you, Chloe. You just let me know. Like, we'll we'll do it. Um, all right. One of the other questions I have for you, obviously you are very, um, I, I would say just like, career driven in a way, like you have so many things that you're doing your podcast. I want to know about your podcast, girl. I love podcasts. Like how did you start it? Like just, yeah. Tell us all about it. So basically I love talking if you haven't gathered and I, even though I've been on a lot of TV shows it gets edited. There's producers that are involved and it's not freedom of speech, really. I love talking about sex. I'm extremely open as a person with my friends and with my parents. My mum always knows what's going down in the DMs because she's like friends to me. Does everybody hear that? Chloe's mom knows what is happening in the DMs. (laughs) knows all the juicy goss. She calls me once a week just to find out what guy I'm dating or sleeping with. She loves it. And I thought, right, I want to do a podcast and it's my little baby. It is my little baby. I'm so invested because I just want to create like a little committee of of women and men that really want to like feel liberated by breaking stigmas around sex mm-hmm. um that's what we try and do we talk about sex and dating and we try and give people advice on the episodes um so like people can dm the tiktok which is banging with chloe v and i just respond 
and talk about what's going on in my life right now. And previous, I've dated a lot of people and I've been in a lot of relationships, toxic, happy, non-toxic. And I just love sharing my experience and my strength and my hope with people listening because if they're going through a tough time I can try and help them get through it just like I did I love that I love it so much are you enjoying it are you having fun I love it I really enjoy it because I can just yeah just bring on my friends we bring a celebrity guest on every episode and I just yeah I love it I never thought I a podcast because I never used to listen to podcasts. I didn't know what podcasts were a couple of years ago. And then obviously off the back of two handle, I got put on yeah. so bloody many of them. I thought, what is this? This is a new world. And then yeah, it's going really, really well. Good. I think like the top three percent already. I don't Amazing. actually know. The- but yeah, people seem to be really enjoying it. And I it's uncensored. Uncensored and un- I love un- it. Un- I love it so much. I know I started listening to it. It's so good. You guys go, go listen to it. Um, and yeah, I love podcasting and I, I was the same way. I hadn't really listened to podcasts and then I just love talking to people. So, you Mm -hmm. know, Chloe, I'm I'm rooting for you. I'm sure it's just going to keep growing and yeah. So excited for you there. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Another question I have for you. Um, this actually came from the audience. I've been getting this question a lot and I just really wanted to hear your take on it. What would you say to the women who are settling in situationships and on again, off again relationships? You know, the guy where it's like they DM you every couple of weeks and you, you have no idea if you're in a relationship or not. Like what would you say to those women? Please listen to me, people because I'm good at giving advice, never good at taking my own advice. So if you're confused about a situation that's been going on for a little while, end it. Because the one will never make you feel confused, will never make you feel like you're the other woman, will never make you feel jealous and will always put you first priority and just sit back and actually ask yourself, what do I want in a fella? Yeah. Not this. I don't want this. And also, I experienced this. There was a guy in a nightclub that I met. Now we're really good friends. And it's kind of like a friends of benefits thing. So I would like go out and then we'd like snog in a nightclub. And then because we're friends, but we kiss, it's like a situation ship. And I don't know if he likes me. And he doesn't know if I like him, but it's confusing. And to be honest with you, quite toxic. So I've just cut all contact and was just like, I'm really sorry, but I just, I can't be doing this. I'm sorry. I don't want to waste any more time. I'm not wasting my time on situationships anymore. And settling in a relationship will never, ever work. I've settled so many times and then come to a realization of, wow I've wasted a year in this it's been a year already what is going on so you're actually depriving yourself of finding the one or finding someone that actually genuinely makes you happy compromising a relationship but yeah don't settle 
Chloe, I love it. Love this so much. I listened to one of your episodes and you said, if you had to show Beyonce all of your exes, how would you feel about Beyonce seeing them? Exactly. And it's so true. Like, this woman basically looked at me in the eye and said, have you made good decisions with your ex-boyfriends? And I was like, well, yeah. Well, have you though? Because if you had to line up every single one of those guys and you had to show Beyonce every single one of them guys, would you be embarrassed? And I thought, fuck yeah, I would. I would be embarrassed. And then I had to double question myself. Am I making good decisions? Probably not. I love this so much. It's like, make sure you tune in to your inner Beyonce when you're making decisions, right? Like that's, that's so good. I love what you said. And I think when you talk about feeling confused, it goes back to what we said earlier about how do you want to feel in a relationship? And if Mm -hmm. you feel confused in the dating stage, you're going to feel confused throughout the relationship, right? And is that really how you want to feel with your person? Mm-hmm. No, you don't. You don't. No one does. No one wants to feel confused. <laughs> like all of my friends get like this all the time. And it's such a normal thing, such a normal thing. So if you are feeling confused, that's fine because everyone goes through it. Mm. But you can change that. You are the only person that's going to be able to change that. Yeah. And it, dealing with it the right way. Absolutely. And I would say, I mean, you do get to give people an opportunity to show up. So you get to learn how to communicate assertively and express what you need and say, Hey, I feel confused. This is what I would need to not feel confused. Are you open to that? And then if they're, you know, if they say yes, then you have to see if their actions match up, like what, whatever you do, you could try to gather the data and see if the relationship could change, but have the data and it's clear, you're going to feel confused no matter what, let them go. Just as he said, yeah. end it. These situationships can take years of your life. They can. And you think it's, it's you think it's innocent. Like, oh, he just pops up in my DMs every couple of weeks or, oh, I just see him once a month when I'm out at the club, whatever. But that is taking up the sacred space in your life that is meant for your partner, that is meant for somebody to come in that feels really good, right? So it's like, you just don't want it to take up so much space. Mm -hmm. It's like, obviously have fun, engage with people. But if you let it just go on and on and it's just taking up that space. For me, it also affects my self-confidence and my self-worth. Yeah. it does it's not just a quick sneaky dm or a quick sneaky kiss in the club it's devaluing myself yeah do I value myself if I'm doing this and then actually I have to work on myself again because I'm like well I'm letting people disrespect me by thinking that I'm their booty call when actually I'm more than that I don't want to be a side salad I want to be a main course so you better yeah do you love me or not? <laughs> I love it. I mean, yeah, you're not the side salad. I think that should be the title of this episode. You are not a side salad. Like you are the main course. And I, I love, I love that we're talking about this because 
we can look at behaviors and see them as symptoms of the deeper stuff of our self-worth of our beliefs about ourselves. Right. So if we just look at the behaviors and we go, Oh, wow, what's the deeper work that I have to do in Mm -hmm. order to change these behaviors? If we just Mm. try to change the behaviors and we don't do the deep work, it doesn't work. It doesn't last. Cause we don't know where it's coming from. We need to dig deep. That's right. I love it. I love talking to you about this stuff. It's so much fun. I think there are women listening to this right now who are going to take this advice and apply it. And that makes me so happy. I know that younger me definitely needed to hear this. I definitely needed to hear this. And sometimes I feel like when I listen to other people give advice, I'm like, yeah, but would it really work for me? And it's like men are are quite simple creatures. And to be honest with you, so are we as women. And yeah, everyone can be, we can apply every bit of our experience to anyone and it will work. So. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I I have another way of saying this, Chloe, that I think you'll like. Um, And I actually got it from a Halsey song, but I say, don't water plastic plants. I'm going right. to get that. I'm going to get it. <laughs> I know more plastic plants because you know, it's like we have these, these relationships that aren't going anywhere and we're giving them our energy, which is the water. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, it's going to grow. It's going to, you know, something's going to happen. Yeah. We put it in the sunlight. We try to feed it something good. We're like really like giving, giving, giving it's a plastic plant, no matter what you do. And then we get stressed out because the plant's not growing and we're driving ourselves insane, sending double text messages, ringing them, going or FBI agent, finding out what girls they've been with in the club. And it's actually like, well, I'm the one to blame here because I should have known better. Well, I think, and the thing is, it's like, then you can just have compassion and say, well, hey, it is what it is. A plastic mm. plant is a plastic plant. There's nothing I can do to change that. Right. And mm-hmm. it just, you, it, it allows you to detach from the responsibility to change the person and you mm-hmm. can just have compa- compassion and say, they do not have capacity to grow with me. Even if they mm-hmm. wanted to, they couldn't. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. that's, I, that's why I love that metaphor. I love it. Thank you so much for giving me that saying, cause I'm going to yeah. be saying it. I love it. Yeah. Well, Chloe, this has been such a good conversation. I just really want to thank you for being vulnerable with us. I know the audience so appreciates it. You're welcome. Thank you. And I love, I love it. That's why I've got my podcast banging so I can just talk about and help other people that are going through stuff. I just love it because I wish I had someone when I was younger to kind of sit there and tell me about how I should handle certain experiences. But yeah, I'm definitely going to message you after because I need your help. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm here for it. hundred percent. There's one last thing I always ask every guest. And that is if you were walking down the street and you had a random person come up to you and they want your best life advice, it doesn't have to be like of all time. Okay. But like right now, random person comes up to you. What is Chloe's best life advice whatever you're going through right now it will pass and I live my life 
24 hours at a time. It stops my anxiety. It helps me live in the moment and it helps me zoom out of the smaller picture to the bigger picture. So my big issues will then turn into small first world problem issues Mm -hmm. and it helps me accept what's actually going on right now. So take, take your day 24 hours at a time. That's beautiful. I think so many people need to hear that, especially those of us that put pressure on the timelines of where we should be, right? Just slow down 24 hours at a time. I love Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Chloe, thanks again. You've been an incredible guest. We appreciate you coming on. Let's get vulnerable. Everybody go check out her podcast. Obviously go find her on Instagram as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell the people your handle just in case they don't already have it. Definitely. So it's Chloe Veach official and the banging Instagram and TikTok is banging with Chloe V. Amazing. And we'll link it in the show notes as well. Chloe, thank you so much. Thank you. And everyone, of course, we're wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce, And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.